This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Concerned Doctors of Alabama is one organization that is now calling on the removal of current state health officer, Dr. Scott Harris. In an article written for 1819 News, Dr. Stuart Tankersley, who is a former member of the Alabama Ethics Commission, called on Harris to be held accountable for his handling of the COVID-19 virus, as well as recent comments that were made to UAB by Harris that found laws banning transgender surgeries for those under the age of 18 to be appalling. Tangersley listed other comments that have been made by Harris, such as in 2021 at the annual meeting of the Medical Association of Alabama, Harris blamed white conservatives for the low number of COVID-19 vaccines being administered in the state. Tankersley also says that Harris misrepresented the lethality of the Omicron variant, indicating that it was 10 times more deadly than it actually was. Tankersley says the state health office is completely controlled by the unelected state medical board with zero oversight or accountability from elected officials. He says this has forced Governor Ivey to apologize back in 2020 for shutting down the state due to COVID, which Tankersley maintains was done upon the advice of Harris. Now State Senator Sam Givan is hopeful that his bill will regain momentum in the Alabama legislature. His bill restructures how the state health officer position is appointed and what powers are given to that position. Givan spoke about it on Monday with 1819 Executive Editor Jeff Poor on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile. It should be about how do we run state government. Do we run government with accountability to the people or not? And right now, the state health department is not accountable to the people whatsoever. And we are trying to afford some accountability to the people. And, you know, I I feel like it's going to be hard for a Republican to vote against it. But again, I got to get it to the floor. Alabama Congressman Barry Moore is talking about the Durham report that was released last week. That whole report comes after years-long investigation into how the FBI handled Trump-Russia collusion allegations. Moore wants to see Congress step in and pull funding as well as paychecks or retirement pensions for anyone who took part in trying to get Donald Trump based off of the falsified claims and allegations that were issued against him back in 2016. Moore spoke about it on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile. The impeachment sends a message that, hey, we're, we're going to start holding some of these leaders accountable, but they're doing what they're told to do, too, by the White House. So in some ways, too, when you start cutting the funding, the funding within those agencies, I think that's the best opportunity, especially within certain areas of those agencies where we see that they, they may have used the abuse, the, the advisor warrants, you know, they all these things, we can start going after those. And I asked my staff together this morning, I want the names. I want the names of the agents. I want the names of the CIA, um, the, the, uh, these assets, these intel assets. Anybody that was involved in this process, I want to know who they were, what is their position, and what are they making today, or are they drawing a pension, and what can we do to go after it? And I think we have to take the gloves off because people in this country do not trust the government, and they should not trust the government. It has been weaponized in elections and against conservatives and against churches and against school boards and parents who want to speak out. And it's time we put a halt to it. Huntsville City leadership is now in the process of finding a new school superintendent. The application process is currently underway with the goal of finding a person by the middle of the summer who will replace outgoing superintendent Christy Finley. Finley has been at the position for five years and will be going into retirement on June 1st. Chief of Staff Clarence Sutton has been named interim superintendent to take charge when Finley's retirement goes into effect. Lanier Ford is also a firm that is assisting the city leaders in the superintendent search. 
Also happening in Huntsville, the shoplifting trial of Huntsville City Councilman Devin Keith has been delayed once again. The trial is now set to begin in August of this year. This is the second time that Judge Patricia Demos has filed the order for a new bench trial date. The reason for this latest change has not been revealed by the judge. The last time it was due to technical difficulties that were occurring when it comes to security camera footage that was taken from Walmarts in Huntsville, where Keith is accused of stealing from the self-checkout line. Keith is charged with 31 counts of shoplifting. He has pleaded not guilty. One person was killed over the weekend after a jet ski crash on Weiss Lake. 19-year-old Dagan Vaughn was killed when his Yamaha Wave Runner left the water and hit a tree. 22-year-old Mason Sterner was Vaughn's passenger. He was also injured from that crash and had to be taken to a medical center in Rome, Georgia. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency says the crash happened on Saturday in the Yellow Creek area. Krispy Kreme Donuts are offering a diploma for all graduates this coming Wednesday. Anyone from high school or college who brings in an official 2023 graduation item, such as a cap and gown diploma, will get a free dozen of the original glazed donuts in a graduation-themed box. Krispy Kreme started recognizing graduating seniors during the COVID-19 virus outbreak, and they are continuing to do it once again in 2023. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a new development in the 2024 presidential race, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott officially announced that he will run in the Republican primary. Scott made the announcement from his alma mater, Charleston Southern University. You see, they're attacking our American values, our schools, our economy, and our security. But not on my watch. Not on my watch. That won't work. I cannot stand by while this is done to America. She's done too much for me. Our nation, our values, and our people are strong, but our president is weak. Scott will join Donald Trump, Asa Hutchinson, Nikki Haley, and Vivek Ramaswamy in the primary field. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has yet to declare his intentions in this race. And as for the man who is challenging President Joe Biden in the Democratic primary, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. recently talked about the voice issue that he has that will certainly carry over into his presidential campaigning. RFK Jr. spoke on the podcast called Power in Politics. You know, I had a really strong voice until I was 42 years old. And in 1996, suddenly I got this uh, injury. It's a a neurological injury and it's uh, called spasmodic dystonia. I mean, I feel sorry for people who have to listen to me. I can I cannot watch myself on TV or listen to my voice. But really? No. And I, I, do, I do feel badly for people who have to listen to me. When it comes to polling between Joe Biden and Robert Kennedy, former presidential advisor Dick Morris conducted a poll with McLaughlin and Associates to see where Kennedy stands among Democrats just one month after he jumped into the primary race. Here is Morris talking about it on Newsmax. Democrats' perceptions that Biden is too old and too weak a candidate, with Kennedy proposing new ideas and interesting issues that are not typical Democratic issues, like being against pesticides and uh, against high-tech uh, censorship uh, and, uh, and being in favor of regulating antibiotic doses uh, and against mandatory vaccinations. Those are not positions Democratic establishment clings to, but a lot of the Democratic voters do. And Kennedy's doing awfully well. And when he got in a month ago, Rita, he was at 19. 
So he's moved from 19 to 27 in just one month. The Wall Street Journal is going two for two when it comes to bombshell reports. Just a few days ago, the journal wrote about the connections between Bill Gates and billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Now the journal is reporting that the FBI used spying laws that are reserved for foreign entities and instead use them on Americans, especially those attending politicized protests like January 6th and George Floyd protests. The journal says that dozens of searches of raw foreign intelligence were done on those attending the Capitol Hill protests in order to find any type of foreign ties. Later reviews by the Department of Justice concluded that the FBI was running names of Americans through the foreign intelligence database, despite not having plausible evidence that the individual is connected to a foreign government. The FBI's use of the Intelligence Surveillance Act to run this information resulted in gathering the calls, text messages, emails, and other information on Americans that is usually reserved only for the surveillance activity of agents of a foreign power or members of an international terrorist group. The FBI is getting criticism from both sides of the political aisle for its abuse of spying powers. Democrat Congressman Ron Wyden of Oregon called this latest revelation shocking. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan says this is worse than he thought. The FBI leadership says they have since put reforms in place. The parent company of Facebook, Meta, has been hit with a $1.3 billion privacy fine from the European Union. The fine is to stop Meta from transferring user personal information from Europeans over to the U.S. Meta President of Global Affairs Nick Clegg says the EU decision is flawed and unjustified. The fine comes from Ireland's Data Protection Commission as representing 27 nations. The European headquarters for Meta is based in Dublin. The Data Protection Commission gave Meta five months to stop sending European user data over to the U.S. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 